What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas falling on a Sunday and just some of my thoughts. I mean, it's, it's cogitations. So anyway, uh, let's, let's make sure I've got everything. Okay. We got all things in order. Things are doing what they're supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So before I get into the meat of the podcast, I would like to invite you to check out, uh, ways to support me that would be in the show notes. Uh, that support goes directly to me. You can do that for as little as a dollar a month. We're really growing on Facebook. I would ask you to follow the Facebook page, Cogitations, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm focusing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Podbean. Podbean has treated me really well over the years, and uh, if you follow me on Podbean, you'll never miss out on an episode. Now, let's talk about Christmas falling on a Sunday. You know, it really seems, as I put in the show notes, that Christmas falling on a Sunday this year has turned up the anti-holiday rhetoric to 11. I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork, and people are preemptively attacking congregations for canceling services. And look, I don't believe we should cancel the worship service. You have to meet. That's a commandment. It's entombed in Hebrews 10.25 that we are to meet for liturgical service. And from other passages of scripture, we find the frequency of that. And then the day that that is to happen, that's the Lord's day. That is Sunday. I'm not going to get into how to prove all that with scripture. I'm just assuming that if you're listening to me and you're a Christian or you claim to be a Christian, uh, either one, we at least agree on those things. And I also don't believe that man-made holy days Uh, the church is authorized to celebrate them as a holy day. Uh, In other words, I don't think you need to have a Christmas cantata. I don't don't believe you need to. um, Well, there's just a lot of things we could discuss. That being said, Christmas is, in my opinion, it's it's more of a secular holiday, uh, meaning the, the society has gotten together and they've said, you know what? December 25th, we're going to celebrate the birthday of Jesus. I don't. I haven't talked to anybody who's really diehard and, and thinks that Jesus was actually born on what we call December 25th. So I think that's a straw man. I also um, don't think that there are people, uh, anybody that's serious, by the way, that uh, celebrates the parts of Christmas as uh, holy days, as holy that perhaps might have some influence from pagan origins. And I I don't know how much pagan influence Christianity has or uh, uh, Christmas has anyway. Uh, I understand that it's a mass and and Catholicism is probably uh, where we got most of our Christmas tradition. But that being said, I've done some studies and I've, I've really deep dived this and I'm just, I'm not convinced 
of its pagan origin as other people kind of put it out there to be. That being said, that's not what the podcast is about. The podcast today is specifically about Christmas falling on a Sunday. And I don't think it's really a good look for my brethren to pre preemptively condemn people for saying, because Christmas falls on Sunday, we're just not going to meet. They're, they're, they're attacking elderships that haven't made this decision. I want to know what elderships have decided not to meet at all because of the Christmas holiday. Now, if there's an eldership that decides to do that, they are in the wrong. That's sinful. But when it comes to an evening service or a Bible class or something like that, it is up to the elders' discretion. They are the shepherds of the flock, and they can decide, you know what? Uh, We're going to have our normal Sunday morning service with a Bible class. And because many of our flock will be traveling to spend time with family they don't normally get to spend time with, we're going to decide to not have an evening service. Or we're going to have an evening service and we're going to tell our members, our sheep, look, if you have an obligation, uh, an appointment with a family dinner or something like that, By all means, keep that. We're not going to be tyrannical and lord our authority over you, and we're we're going to allow you to celebrate these festivities. You cannot Bible those elderships being in sin. I think maybe we need to settle down. And also, we need to mind our own business just a little bit. I, I didn't plan on going here first, but. I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians and read my passage of Scripture that I go to most often when I, when I talk about interactions with uh, other Christians and really with people in general on Facebook. All right, listen to it. Aspire to lead a quiet life and to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. I think when we don't aspire to lead a quiet life and mind our own business, and we start preemptively condemning elderships for the hypothetical of canceling services on Christmas, that I think we're not walking properly towards those who are without, and we're, we're creating a barrier to entry for people trying to come to Christ during a season of the year when the barriers of entry are at their lowest. There are people seeking a relationship with Jesus and and wanting to talk about Jesus and focus on Jesus who otherwise would not do it. Why are we throwing up hurdles? Let's, well, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, this is Jesus sending out the 70. Verse 14, he says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You know, a lot of times throughout the year, whenever we talk about religion, whenever we talk about Christianity, people will roll their eyes, they'll huff and puff, they'll hem haw. 
they'll they'll either be openly antagonistic or they will be condescendingly uh, um, responsive, condescendingly tolerant. But this time of year, they're engaging. So why wouldn't we want to be as shrewd or as wise as serpents? Because during this time of year, we can show that shrewdness and also be harmless. But what happens when we take to Facebook and preemptively accuse elderships and condemn elderships for canceling Sunday services, we are, we might be shrewd. That may be a shrewd thing. That may be actually happening. That may be a bigger problem than I think it is. I may be naive, but I also think when we take to Facebook and we preemptively condemn elderships, we are doing harm. We're not as harmless as doves. We may be as shrewd as serpents here. I may be totally mistaken, but we're certainly not being as harmless as doves. So I think we need to be careful. And I don't like speaking in generalities anyway. Look, if I, if I knew that the Main Street Church of Christ in Anytown, USA was canceling services for Christmas and it affected me to the point where I felt I needed to speak out about it, I would not put a general post on Facebook. I would actually go to that eldership. I would actually go to the man that made the decision. If I felt the need, which there's very, 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 very few times anymore. I've changed my mind about this, by the way. There's very, very few times anymore that I feel the need to actually make a public post about things like this, uh, where I, I wouldn't want to be specific because it doesn't affect me. I think you need to go to the eldership. So we, we don't need to walk improperly towards those that are without. You know what the world can offer people? The world can offer people disunity. The world can offer people dissonance. The world can offer, offer people gossip and bitterness and vitriol. Let's offer the world something different. The church needs to, be, needs to offer something that people cannot get from the world. And that is peace, harmony, love, understanding, long suffering. The world, or the, the church rather, can offer people of the world a safe space, a place where you can come and get away from all that foolishness. So maybe we need to tone it down. All right, that's next segment in the podcast. For this, I want to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, this is right on the heels of uh, verse 19 and following. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye, and therefore if your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Nobody can serve two masters. Do not worry, verse 25, about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, neither do, neither do they gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 
Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? And so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grasses of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry what shall we or do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear for all these things the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things but seek you first the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added to you that's the point of that seek god's will first so when i'm thinking about christmas falling on a sunday and i'm thinking about parents who have young children especially trying to decide, are they going to give their children this wonderful experience of opening gifts and stuff like that on a Christmas morning? And they're, they're thinking that they have to do that to the exclusion of go to church or go to church to the exclusion of that. I say, wake up a little bit earlier, dig in, make a little bit of sacrifice, and seek first the kingdom of God. Your children's Christmas morning will be cut short. That's absolutely true. You might have to miss one of the family, many family gatherings uh, in order to go to worship and attend worship with the saints. But you're not going to lose out on anything. Your children are not going to lose out on anything. Trust God. He will provide everything you need, both physical and metaphysical. He's going to take care of their emotions. He's going to take care of how they feel because you're doing the right thing. Don't worry about things. Don't take things into your own hand. Don't say, well, I'm going to skip worship on Sunday morning in order to give my children a good experience, in order to be able to meet with my family. Because if I meet with my family, I'll have an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. And although I miss worship on Sunday and I've decided to stay home and celebrate Christmas, which I don't think is a sin to celebrate Christmas, but I've, I'm going to forsake the assembling of ourselves together to do it. Now, that's a problem. So if you say that in yourself, then what you're saying is, I'm in control. I'm in charge of the outcomes of these things. It's up to me to provide these things. And it is not, folks. Seek first the kingdom of God. And anything you might have to sacrifice in order to do that, God will provide. If he provides for the birds and the lilies, he will provide for you. He will provide for your children. He's not going to let them be destitute of the things that they need, whether it's physical things or it's metaphysical things. So remember, be as shrewd as serpents, but harmless as doves. Let's mind our own business a little bit, and let's not start a war and pick a fight where there is none, and let's make sure we put God first. I read on Facebook, I haven't done the math, but somebody said that it will be another 11 years before Christmas falls on a Sunday. This literally is a non-issue. Just go to church. Don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. And don't cause division by picking a fight, a hypo, picking a fight over something hypothetical that may or may not be an issue. Let's walk honestly, properly towards those that are without. And let's use this time of year 
where people who would not normally be thinking about spiritual things are thinking about spiritual things. Let's play to our strengths. Let's take advantage of these things that we've been given. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, I will be doing more podcasts. I'm, I'm not going to take any time off. I hope you decide to support me. We really need it. And uh, you'll find ways to do that in the show notes. This has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations. I hope I've said something that's edified you and informed you. I pray I've been pleasing to God and profitable to you. We'll catch you folks on the flip side.